invite you to think with us for a few minutes as we talk about thank God for rainbows. Thank God for rainbows. Amidst all of the ugliness that is so prevalent today, it's good to be reminded of the beauty that may be found in certain aspects of God's creation. Consider all that God created. Our Sunday school lessons this month have focused on God's creative genius. We have been reminded how God stood on the platform of his own holiness and called chaos to attention. Darkness was broken by light. Sun systems were scattered endlessly across the universe. On earth, water was separated from dry land. Life migrated from seas and oceans and formed vegetation across the hills and valleys. Aquatic life became amphibious as Animals crawled out of the seas and took refuge in clefts and caverns. And all of it serves as indisputable proof of God's exhaustive, creative genius. The psalmist put it this way, the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth shows forth his handiwork. Then consider God's chief creation, humanity. God made us beautiful, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We had no ugliness in us when God made us. For he declared us to be good. It was not until we, by our own choice, defiled that beauty by rebelling against God and engaging in sin. And all of creation was negatively impacted by that choice. But even then, God was prepared with a response. In Genesis 3.15, one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible, God, right on the heels of our failure, offers the hope of redemption and deliverance. God says to the serpent, I will see to it that the seed of the woman will crush the head of your seed. I will see to it that the one that you led into sin will be vindicated in that her seed will destroy your seed. Church, one of the most amazing things about God is that he offers the hope 
of redemption and deliverance right on the heels of our failure. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God ain't like us. When we fail, people will get as far away from us as possible. They don't want to get caught up in the fallout of our failure. When we fail, people will try to lord it over us to maximize our pain. But God is not like that. Right on the heels of our failure, God is there to offer us redemption and deliverance. No wonder the psalmist wrote, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Well, our text today invites us to consider the help that comes from God as it is symbolized in one of his most wondrous phenomena, the rainbow. Surely we all have witnessed those times when after the rains have fallen and the sun reappears from behind the clouds, we can look up and see this band of colors that bends across the sky. Science tells us that this vision occurs when the sun's light waves pass through the water molecules that occupy the upper atmosphere. That as the waves interact with the moisture, it somehow causes the light to reveal itself in distinctive bands of color that are always present, yet remain hidden until this particular moment when it puts on this display of radiant, beautiful color. And certainly, I have no problem with science's explanation of the rainbow. The only thing that I would add would be this. I know who the somehow is that makes the display possible. I didn't discover him in a science book. Didn't discover him in a philosophy book. But I learn of him when I read Genesis. The rainbow symbolizes a special covenant that God established with the earth at a time when we were failing. The writer of Genesis says that after the great flood purged the earth, God spoke to Noah and entered into covenant with him and his descendants. God hung a rainbow in the sky. And he said, I'm putting my rainbow in the cloud a covenant between me and the earth. From now on, when I form a cloud over the earth and 
the rainbow appears in the cloud. I'll remember my covenant between me and you. Now, Shiloh, this is why we have entitled this message, Thank God for Rainbows, because rainbows reveal some important things to us about the character of God. First, rainbows mark the end of God's anger. Rainbows remind us that God's anger doesn't last forever. Well, what caused the anger in the first place? The writer of Genesis tells us that it was the ugliness of sin that had diseased humanity's spirit. The sin that first revealed itself in Adam's disobedience angered God because it had become so much a part of humanity that it had spread to every aspect of human existence. Genesis 6 says that every imagination of the heart of humanity was only evil continuously. And it reminds us that sin is contagious. Sin will race from heart to heart, from one unsubmitted spirit to another. It spreads like wildfire. And like anything that's contagious, sin has a ripple effect. Like dropping a stone in a body of still water. The wave of sin spreads out in all directions and affects everyone in its path. And sin angers a righteous God. Church, we must never forget that the wrath of God is just as real as the love of God. We all like to lift up the love of God, but we must not forget that God does get angry. Moses tells us in the 90th Psalm, we are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You've set our iniquity before you, our secret sin in the light of your presence. And then he asks the question, who knows the power of your anger? For your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. Moses wanted us to understand that even though God is patient, if we're not careful, there comes a time when God's patience runs out. And so Moses concludes the matter by making this plea, teach us to number our days that we may gain hearts of wisdom. And church, it's always wisdom 
when we remember that God has expectations of us and we must be ready to give an account of our stewardship. Such was the case in Noah's time. Wickedness was everywhere. Humanity had rejected God, and God's patience had run out. But the rainbow is God's assurance that his anger will not last forever. And that's important because after I mess up, I need someone who will restore me. David said he will not always chide, but neither will he keep his anger forever. Rainbows let us know that God's grace and mercy are always acting on our behalf, making a way for us out of no way. Then rainbows serve as evidence of God's protection. God had grown tired of humanity's wickedness, Uh and he set out to do something about it. But as sinful as mankind had become, in Noah, God had someone who was holding tight to his unchanging hand. Noah was the grandson of Methuselah and the son of a man named Lamech. He had a wife and three sons. But the most important thing that we come to know about Noah was that he was a righteous man and that he walked with God. Church, we've told you before when we were talking about Enoch that the best thing anyone can ever say about us is that we walked with God. You know, I deal with funerals on a regular basis. And I sit with families as they try to make out the obituary. And I've noticed that we will fill that space with noble and wonderful accomplishments. We'll talk about where they went to school. And we'll talk about how they rose in their profession. And we'll talk about how many honors they received from clubs and institutions. And all of that is fine in its place. But the most important thing that anyone will ever be able to say about you is that you walked with God. It ain't how many certificates you got. It's did you walk with God. It's not how many plaques are on your wall. Did you walk with God? Noah walked with God. 
And when God was ready, he remembered Noah. He set Noah apart for special service. God told Noah humanity's sin demands a response of justice. And I'm going to punish humanity and all that I've placed under its care. I'm going to flood the earth with water that's going to fall from the heavens so that even though you're on dry land now, soon there will be nothing but water that covers the earth. Every man, woman, and child, all plants and animals, will be destroyed. But through you, Noah, I'm going to give humanity another chance. Through you, I'm going to offer the earth a new start. I want you to build an ark according to my precise specification. And in this ark, I want you and your family and representatives of creation to wait out my wrath. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm glad I know I'm in the ark of safety. No matter how bad things get on the outside, Inside the ark, there is security. No matter how severe the storm may be, inside the ark, there's protection from the storm. Noah did what God said do. And after a long time laboring for the Lord, One day, rain began to fall across the land for 40 days and 40 nights. Rain fell in heaping sheets, and there was no hiding place to be found. Rivers overran their banks, and the water kept falling. Houses and buildings were washed away and the water kept falling. Lives were lost and the water kept falling. But for those that were in the ark, the more the water fell, the higher the ark rose while those outside the ark were swept away by the storm. Those in the ark were shielded from the water falling above and were able to stay on top of the water rising from below. Church, I'm glad that what God did for Noah, he's able to do for us today. If we stay in the ark, 
if we stay under his divine covering, then it doesn't matter from what direction trouble comes. He will keep us safe. There's blessed assurance that comes from knowing that if you're in the ark, God will take care of you. Well, there's one final thing I want to tell you. Rainbows are evidence of God's provision. When the storm was over, when the rain stopped falling, when the water receded, God commanded Noah and the remnant of creation to leave the ark and re-inhabit the earth. And God made a promise that what happened before will never happen again. In fact, I'm going to bless you and your children. And you're going to inhabit the earth. As I close today, church, I'm glad God is still in the promise-making business. I'm glad he's still making a way. Somebody might be in a storm right now. Somebody might feel the flood waters tossing him to and fro. Somebody may feel like he can't make it because of the danger all around us. But I stopped by to let you know our God is still a providing God. Our God is still a way-making God. Our God is still a door-opening God. Our God is still in the healing business. I don't worry about my storm. I don't worry about my flood. I've got his promise. And it ain't just a rainbow. But I've got a better promise. His name is Jesus. He is my heart fixer. He is my burden bearer. He is my mind regulator. Jesus took my sin upon Calvary. Jesus hung, bled, and died. But early, 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 
Sunday morning, he got up with all power, all power, all power, all power, all power, all power. I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt sin's breakers dash. Trying to conquer my soul. But above it all, I heard the voice of Jesus telling me, boy, fight on. He promised, he promised, he promised, he promised, he promised, yeah! 